We want our coffee in the lobby. We watch our worship on the screen. We got a rock star preacher who won't wake us from our dreams. We want our blessings in our pocket. We keep our missions overseas for the hurting in our city. Would we even cross the street? But we want to see the heart set free and the tyrants kneel. The walls fall down and our land be healed. But church, if we want to see change in the world out there, it's got to start right here. It's got to start right Like the brother of the prodigal Who turned his nose and puffed his chest He didn't run off like his brother But his soul was just as dead What if the church on Sunday Was still the church on Monday too What if we came down from our towers And walked a mile Wow. Uh, you have no idea how weird it is for me to voluntarily play a Casting Crown song. Um, that's a whole other story. I've talked about my lack of appreciation growing up for uh, just mainstream Christian music, things like that. But uh, I found my way back, and uh, I love that song. That is um, Start Right Here by Casting Crowns. And uh, I think the, the message, obviously, is extremely timely. Um and before we get too far into it, this is episode 51 of the Friday Detox Podcast. Today, of course, your Monday morning message. And today I've got, I guess I would say a couple of messages for you, uh, rooted in the same sentiment being uh, faith. But today originally, and this happens um, pretty often actually, today was going to be a Friday Detox message and it was going to be much more uh, political, much more aggressive. And then as happens a lot with my Friday detox messages, uh, I start to feel, um, I don't know, I don't know what the, I, I guess convicted, I, I feel like I'm, I'm giving too much weight and uh, um, consequence and attention to the political uh, struggle versus being more focused on the spiritual struggle that I think our political struggles are rooted in. And... So it, it was going to be a message about waking up. It was going to be a wake the F up type message. I was going to be super, um, super aggressive with it. Um, but I guess really what it's going to be is really more of a just figure out where you stand message. And I think that's a better way to approach it. Um, and we'll get there. But first... There, there's something, I guess it, it's more personal, but I, I can't be the only one feeling this. In fact, I, I know I'm not, um, I message some of you, you that, that listen and some of you that are, uh, interested in, I, I guess the, the mentality behind, um, going along to get along or standing on principle somewhere and, and, and picking a hill to die on, um, 
and, and that sounds very dramatic too, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not trying to be dramatic just for the sake of being dramatic. Um, personally, what has come out of the, uh, the vaccine, the, the mandates, be it uh, government mandates or schools or grocery stores or even within your own families, uh, vaccine mandates. Um, we, we've experienced a lot of division in places that I don't believe division has a place. Uh, there are certain places division might not be necessarily a bad thing. You know, um, there's people who want to destroy America. I'm kind of happy there's an ocean in between us, you know, um, but where I say division has no place is family, um, and, and, in the church, obviously, and in our faith. And, um, but I've, I've had this overwhelming prompting to encourage you as I have felt convicted on my end. And I try to encourage myself to soften my heart. Uh, in a lot of different ways, a lot of different places in life. Um, I need to soften my heart towards, uh, politically speaking, towards political enemies. I see people in the highest reaches of elite power and, and government influence uh, across the world. I see them as sort of enemies to um, to the common man, to, to freedom, to what, what America has always stood for, right? Um, but really it goes even deeper than that. It's a little bit sadder than just political strife. I think I need to soften my heart toward people who I love, who, um, who I, I've, I guess I feel somewhat betrayed and, and that's a harsh word. And it's not a word that I like because there's other instances in my life where betrayal does have a, a much larger meaning. Um, but yeah, yeah, I guess there's a little bit of betrayal there, a little bit of, wow, you know, I thought, um, well, I, I thought that how things have been handled, they would have maybe been handled a little bit differently or with a little bit more, um, I guess, concern, concern for other people's feelings, not just my own, there are several people who uh, know exactly how I'm feeling and know exactly what I'm talking about. I, I know who you are. Um, and there, there, there is that feeling of betrayal. There's that feeling of, I thought that it would have been different with me. You know, I'm not just, um, somebody you met on the street. Um, uh, but all of that, you know, I can keep going and going and going and, and boohoo myself all day long. But bottom line is I need to forgive. I, I need to let go of some things, uh, as we, as we see life shifting away from the pandemic naturally now now not not what you're seeing on cnn not what you're hearing from the cdc not what you're hearing hearing from fauci and vice president harris and president air quotes president biden um that's not what you're hearing from them you're hearing that this isn't going to go away you're hearing that this omicron version two is even more uh infectious than the original omicron and 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 of course, they're not talking about death rates. They're not talking about hospitalization rates or a pre-care or anything like that. Um, it's just more fear, fear, fear. And I've experienced that even in my own family. I had somebody message me on Messenger to tell me about a family member who I, I, I don't know. Um, we're, we're Hispanic. Um, I, had, I, I was laughing with somebody the other day. They were, we were talking about this exact scenario. And I was saying, that, you know, my family is just so big. We're you know, we have a family reunion every 10 years or whatever. And, um, it's just tons of people I don't know. And it's just a very large family. And uh, that's just how, how, how we Hispanics do it. 
Um, but this, this, this family member had to message me about a family member, a distant relative. I don't believe I've ever met. I don't know, but had to tell me that this person was 37 years old, super healthy, uh, and died because of COVID. No co- comorbidities, nothing. They were 100% absolutely sure that this was the healthiest being on planet Earth, and they died because of COVID. And had to tell me how scary that is. Just, just you know, just throwing that out there. They didn't tell me to get the vaccine. They didn't tell me to do any of this. But the fear is what was just put out there. And that bothered me, man. That really, really bothered me. Not because... I really do think this person is concerned. This is somebody I grew up with. This is somebody I love. I know they love me. Um, And so I'm doing my absolute best to soften my heart and uh, assume that there was legitimate concern there. But what I took from that was the fear. The person wanted me to be afraid in hopes that my fear would lead me to make a decision that that person thought was right for me. And that bothered me. I don't know what is right for you. I don't know what is right for my dad as far as the vaccines and boosters. I don't know what's the right decision for my brother in his life uh, or my sister, sisters, brothers. I, I have no idea what is right for them. Only they do. That's between them and that's between uh, them and God. And so where was, was I going with that? Um, <laughs> the need to forgive Bottom line is we are not victims. Um, I'm not a victim to anybody's choices except my own, and neither are you. And the, the, the conclusion to this portion of this message is that in the mindset of not being a victim, it's time to move on. It's time, in, in my own head, you know, there is a conversation that needs to be had with somebody um, to reconcile a little bit. Um, and to apologize, hopefully, and for, for me to apologize, but, um, that conversation needs to be had and then it needs to go away. It needs to be buried with the fear that this pandemic has brought on many of us. Um, it needs to be buried with the uncertainty. It needs to be buried with the, um, the disagreements and the the division that has happened in our society and the entire world because of the pandemic. We're moving on. I have moved on. Speaking of moving on, I'm one of the reasons I'm moving on and my wife is right there with me is because we both just caught COVID. Um, so if my throat's a little bit bubbly or it sounds like I need to clear my throat, I I'm, I'm trying, I'm, I'm doing my best, you know, I don't like bubble throat. So, <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, but no, we had COVID and, uh, we got through it pretty quick. It took us about a week of feeling just like crap, exhausted. And, um, by the way, obviously I have not gotten the jab. My wife did. And, um, we both caught it. I will say just in, in full honesty, and it's kind of cool to, to have that sort of, um, kind of like a case study, uh, myself being the control group, uh, was not, vaccinated. My wife did receive the the two shot Pfizer and uh, she caught it. She did have a much uh, easier time of it than I did. Not much. I mean, we both had a day or two there of feverish, achy bodies, um, whatever. Uh, fever went away really quick and then we were left with the migraine. 
I had a migraine for like four days straight. I'd wake up with a migraine. I'd go to sleep with a migraine. That was the worst part. My wife had the same. I don't think she had the migraine more than just a couple of days, though. Um, So vaccine did uh, lessen the symptoms for her, so that's nice. Um, And I'll leave it there. (laughs) Uh, But really where I want to take this is, like I said, the wake-up message. Um, Something I've been struck with recently. And, and, And watching on social media and things, different protests, freedom rallies, um... There is a spiritual root to the current freedom movement. Now, if you're not familiar, current freedom movement would involve mostly mandates, COVID mandates, uh, vaccine mandates, uh, things like that, where they didn't exist before the pandemic. And now all of a sudden, there's all of this control being put down on us from our government, all because of a pandemic. And keep in mind, none of these emergency powers that are governments, both federal and state and local, all these emergency powers, none of them came with an expiration date. None of them came with a, well, if, if fatalities go down below this point, or if infection rates get down below this point, there, there was no criteria for how these emergency powers would go away. And so that really is the, the concern, I guess you would say, with people who are more freedom focused right now uh, because the pandemic as bad as it is, is not as bad globally as lack of freedom as communism, socialism, um, this, this step towards uh, oligarchies where there used to be the private sector, but now the private sector is so monopolized and dominated by just a select few massive corporations globally and they all seem to be acting in concert with governments. And, and that's really the concern. And everything they do never seems to really result in more freedom. It seems to result in more surveillance and more control from those governments. And so all, all of that, wrap it all up into just call it a freedom movement. Um, it seems to be a very overt spiritual focus. Um there, you know, out of the, the pandemic, when churches in California were told to close, they, they couldn't sing, they couldn't worship, they couldn't gather. Um, that's what led to the lettuce worship movement that I've talked about quite a bit, um, Sean Foyt. And then most recently, now in 2022, the trucker convoy in Canada that has actually, the, this trucker convoy idea has now gone around the world. It's happening in Australia, it's happening in uh, Germany, I think, uh, a lot of European nations. And so what I'm seeing in people that are posting videos, which is not CNN, if, if you're, if you're again, I, I don't know how many times I can say this, but if you're relying on CNN, you're relying on Fox News for your news, you're just not getting it. You're not getting the news. You're getting a very carefully curated version of the news that sells commercial spots. And that's just the sad reality of uh, the, the, the mainstream news. It's, it's not necessarily, oh, we want world domination and we're trying to kill everybody. It's not really that dramatic. It's less sinister, but really the, the, the lack of a negative motivation just shows the, how, how, how difficult it's going to be to overcome what the real focus is, which is money. Money is the temptation. 
And so they are curating their news in order to to make sure that they're advertiser-friendly. And that's just the sad world that we live in right now. But anyways, moving on from that. Um, th- there's a spiritual foundation. There's a spiritual focus of the freedom movement. Um, but, and, and then the part that, that scares me out of that is I also see this God helps those who help themselves messaging um, almost like a, like a like an internal rebuke from within the freedom movement, but saying, no, we need to do something. We can't just march and have signs that say God over government um, because that, that is the spiritual focus. That's the, we focus on reliance on God for our safety, not on government to keep us safe. And then there are those who are saying, that's great, but what are we going to do? We can't just march. We can't just protest. We have to do something. Um, as if God can't support the freedom movement unless we do X. And it's the X that scares me because where there's human action, there's human motivation. Um, and human motivation is flawed as we've seen. And, and, and really what we're seeing, if you're watching any sort of independent news media, um, is you're seeing that even this trucker convoy in Canada, which, uh, if you're not familiar with the trucker convoy, in, in short, there was a, uh, a a vaccine mandate placed on the truckers who go over and, and back on the the northern border between the United States and Canada, and uh, Biden instituted it. I think Trudeau supported it. Of course, Trudeau is is even more socialist, I think, than Biden is. Um, anyways, uh. And, and, and so these truckers are being told you have to get a vaccine or you can't do what you have been doing to feed your families. Boils down to that. So now this this trucker convoy has amassed 50-something miles long worth of trucks that are traveling from east, or uh, I'm sorry, western Canada over to eastern Canada to Ottawa, the capital of Ottawa, where they have now landed in Ottawa and they are clogging up the streets and they are uh, surrounding parliament basically and they're, from what I've seen, videos of people are saying, I've got food, i got clothes, i got everything I need in my truck to park here for the next three weeks, four weeks. And uh, we'll have to see what comes out of it. But the the fear, because that, that is a peaceful protest, that that is people who are being told you cannot deliver goods, which is your job, it is how you feed your family, unless you get a vaccine. And so the the... The most peaceful way to address that is to say, well, if I can't drive my truck and deliver goods, I'm driving my truck to the people who make decisions in my country at parliament. And I'm going to make my myself at least known that I exist as somebody who does not agree. And then they, they've been able to gather massive numbers of people. There's tens of thousands of people that are now in Ottawa and they're, they're not going anywhere. And it's pretty cool to see if you watch any videos, um, Obviously not anything mainstream because I saw a video, uh, and then I'll, I'll move on, I'm sorry, but I saw a video of massive amount of people and the cameras for the Canadian mainstream news, I think it's like Canada TV or something, they had their cameras pointed in the direction where there's like not a whole lot of people. And they're saying, because Trudeau said a fringe minority of people uh, are protesting. And so they had the cameras pointed where it looks like just a scattering of crazy loons. But then if you actually look in the other direction, there are 
tens of thousands of people uh, crowded around with banners and signs and flags. And so the messaging, obviously, they, they want it to look like, oh, it's just a bunch of crazies versus um, a pretty large section of the country. And so back to we were talking about human motivations can be flawed. And, and my fear really is they can be infiltrated, as we saw on January 6th in Washington, D.C., where there is mounting evidence that's coming out. There is mounting evidence that, uh, not that people didn't do what they did on January 6th. Obviously, we all saw it. We saw the, the, the chairs and the, the flagpoles being thrown, the glass being broken, the police officers being pushed to the ground. We saw it all. There was bad things that happened uh, that took the focus off of the peaceful that was happening um, in mass of you know, tens of thousands of people at the Stop the Steal rally who were protesting, whether you agree with them or not, protesting peacefully. The, the focus now was on the select few who were finding out many of them were, were kind of pushed, not maybe not coerced, but they were, they were definitely nudged in the direction of violence by federal officials who then were able to say, oh, well, see, I was right there because I, I knew you were going to try and, and get into the Capitol. Um, so that the, the fear is that this human motivation for freedom can be flawed. If, if the focus is on human effort, it can be infiltrated and used in a negative way to cast a negative light. And so that's what you're seeing a lot from this convoy in Canada is please stay peaceful. Don't get riled up because if you allow yourself to get riled up, then that becomes the focus instead of the focus on freedom. And um, I, I have much more faith in Canadians staying peaceful uh, than I do uh, some hot-blooded Americans. But um, so my, my encouragement to those in Canada, around the world, if you're joining the Freedom Convoy movement, um, and it is global, even if CNN won't admit that, uh, is to firmly root the idea of freedom with the idea of peace. They have to go hand in hand right now. Uh, because without peace, if we do devolve into another violent revolution, God forbid, we're fighting for freedom. People are, would be fighting for freedom at that point. And so you are no longer free if you're having to fight for it. Um, you'd be slaves to a cause. The cause would be freedom. So it's a worthy cause, but you are still a slave to that cause. Uh, and so slave nonetheless. And so if you do value freedom, peace has to be the focus. You have to focus on peace. Um, and I don't think that that seeing a movement as rooted in peace, rooted in God, rooted in faith, too many people see that and, and they see it as a weak movement. They see it as a movement that is going is going nowhere, uh, as I've heard many say, because it's it's not rooted in strength. And, and when they're arguing strength, they're arguing military might. They're arguing um, my ability to defend myself to stay free. And, and that's important. Obviously we have a second amendment that is very important. The second amendment wasn't for hunting. The second amendment was t as a check on the powers of the government. We're not there, first of all, but second of all, movements like that, those are the types that don't go anywhere, at least not on a, on a, manageable scale um if there, there was a violent revolution in america that so many people are saying is inevitable the, the world basically ceases to spin um everything changes so that's it's not too many people are just so focused on that 
on the violent revolution. And instead of, of seeing the revolution right in front of us, which is a peaceful, cultural, um, grassroots revolution that does have power because it's a, it's a revolution of the mind. It's, it's a revolution of people deciding, you know what, I'm not just going to listen to what I've been told and do it just because I'm going to research. I have the internet now. So many love to criticize uh, organized religion as, quote, living on your knees. And many people aren't willing to do that. I see that a lot in the, I fall, obviously, I follow Black Raffle Coffee, and so that has led me to following a lot of people on social media who are in the, the combat veteran um, arena, or whatever you want to call it. Uh, and so I see a lot of those people, and traditionally I have seen them very kind of anti-faith, anti-God, anti-anything um, that isn't physical right in front of them that they can touch and feel. But what I've also noticed since the pandemic is I think a lot of people recognized the spiritual shift that happened. And I've seen a lot of these people talking more about their faith and sharing more about their faith and how their faith does lead them to being, to want to be a stronger physically stronger individual. I agree that religion is a life of servitude to traditions and a uh, almost a, a moving target morality that is created by corrupt men, corrupt people. Religion is tradition. Religion is what mankind has created to try and entice people and keep people focused on on faith, I guess you could say. Uh, so maybe there are good motivations and tensions behind it, but we've seen terrible things happen because of it. Faith is different. Faith is not that. Faith is not living a life on your knees. There's nothing weak or subservient about having having faith in a higher power. Because really all that does the only thing that having faith and having a 100% reliance on a higher power, the only thing that does is make reliance and servitude to any worldly power impossible on a moral level. Freedom becomes a moral obligation so that you would never be subservient to any human being, any man. You would only ever prostrate yourself before God. Not science, because science really only tries to explain what God has already done. Science is ever-changing. Yes, even settled science. And that kind of leads me into, um, real quickly, what's going on with Joe Rogan. If you haven't heard, there's been some artists from like 200 years ago who are somehow still alive. And they're saying that they're going to pull their music off of Spotify if Spotify doesn't um, cancel Joe Rogan's podcast, the Joe Rogan experience that is that is exclusive to Spotify now. That's like a there's a massive, massive like a hundred million dollar deal or something to get Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan's podcast exclusive to Spotify because I mean Joe Rogan is uh, the discussion point. Joe Rogan's podcast, he has anybody and everybody on that show and they do three full hours of sit down and let's just talk. 
And I can't think of anything more American than that. There's no curating what people say. There's no, hey, don't talk about this. There's no, don't say that. It is raw. It is whatever they want to talk about. Sometimes they're drinking. Sometimes they're smoking weed. They're doing whatever they feel like doing. And to me, it's the most American thing in the world. But people want Joe Rogan to be silenced because he dared have on Dr. Peter McCullough and Dr. Robert Malone. Peter McCullough being one of the most, or I think he is the most published. um, I can't remember what his medical title is. Cardiologist. Sorry, I had to look that up because it was going to bother me. And for some reason, I couldn't think of the word cardiologist. But Peter McCullough, one of the most published or the most published cardiologist ever uh, who went on to Joe Rogan's podcast and said, basically, you know, he's, he's gotten the vaccine. He's not anti-vax, but he is anti-blanket mandates for every American from age four to the grave receiving the vaccine just because. And to me, that just makes sense. You know, scientifically speaking, we are not all the same. And so there should be different approaches. And then, of course, Dr. Robert Malone, holds uh, several patents in the mRNA technology that went into into creating these vaccines. Uh, one, so quickly, but then two, so effectively. As effective as they are, he still questions um, the science behind mandating the vaccines. And, and more, than, more than that, the... just the... the, the, the orchestra, the orchestration orchestration, orchestrating of the messaging around the vaccine as the vaccine is the only, the only thing we can do. If you're concerned about COVID, you have to get the vaccine because there's nothing else you could do to possibly protect yourself. And so those two guys went on and they said their piece. And now Joe Rogan is, uh, they're trying to, to cancel Joe Rogan. Um, contractually speaking, I doubt that Spotify could ever do that. I saw this morning, actually, that Spotify is putting a little disclaimer on any podcast or anything that that talks about uh, the vaccines and the virus and all that. Um, So really, what happened? Nothing. What happened was uh, Neil Young and Jones something uh, are no longer on Spotify and nobody listened to them anyways because the people who listen to their music are uh, basically like, what is Spotify? <laughs> so anyways, that's where we're at with the uh, the Joe Rogan thing. Um, but that leads me into uh, how I want to close this message, um, hopefully quickly, for your sake. Um, but what I think has enabled me, and, and I'm in no perfect position in life or anything, I'm not giving life advice here or spiritual advice, really. I'm just telling you my personal testimony and personally uh, where I'm at in life. I'm in a position in life where I am exactly where I'm supposed to be, I feel, um, doing exactly what I'm supposed to do. And it's been frustrating because in many cases, I don't know what that is necessarily, but I know that I'm in the place I'm supposed to be for for God to 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 use me the way he wants to use me. And I don't know exactly what that's going to be. I don't know what kind of career will come out of what I'm doing right now, but I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And that confidence comes from having an identity. An identity being one of the most fundamental things for freedom. Identifying as someone who is free. One of the the sickest things that this world is doing right now 
It is, it is denying people the fundamental truth of identity. Now you're seeing this, this overt push to, to allowing people to self-identify. And I think that is, is, is as similar as those two things sound. They couldn't be further from the truth because what happens is by acknowledging and creating policy and rules and social guidelines based on people's self-identification, which then forces other people to behave or be held accountable to a certain rule or guideline that they don't agree with. That effectively removes, takes away the identity of the person now being infringed upon for the sake of somebody else being able to say, well, I am this regardless of what science or biology says about that. I'm, I, today I identify as, um, I don't know, a, a, a goat with um, nearsightedness. And if you don't acknowledge that and cater to my nearsightedness as a goat, you are no you are now in violation of my rights and 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 so what we're seeing they're not focusing on identities of well I'm a, I'm a mac user or I'm a pc I'm an android user I'm a google user it's identities of the most basic levels of human of just of 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 mankind gender ethnicity Freedom of choice, self-preservation. If it sounds dramatic, it is, because without an identity, we really are just zombies. And that's what we're seeing in today's society. We are seeing a massive spike in suicides, drug overdoses. And, and what's, what's worse than just that is it's not just across all of society. It is more focused on young people. Young people who are suddenly... Um, at the start of 2020, ripped out of their schools, ripped away from their friends, and told, hey, sit in your room, sit behind this computer, and that's going to be your life for the next two years. And, oh, and when you do finally get, go, get to go back to school to see your friends, you're only going to get to see half their face because we're going to force you to wear a mask. And so we're seeing a world without an identity, and we're seeing the repercussions of that. And so that's where I think this message ultimately culminates is identity. Who are you? As a Christian, it is so easy for people uh, to answer that question. Oh, I'm a child of God. I'm, I'm a sinner saved by grace. I'm, I'm a chosen child of God. And, and you, you hear those answers. I've been grafted into the family of God. And yes, yes, I agree. That is what your identity is rooted in. You are a child of God, yes. But more important than who are you, what are you? I've been kind of obsessed with that question um, recently. I was kind of grew up learning who God is in the Bible, the names of God, Prince of Peace, Jesus's titles in the Bible. Um, but I think that we as Christians lump so much into this faith pool that we can't explain. And we've lost our curiosity for what God is. I think that's a, just as important, if not more important than who he is. 
because who he is go to his character. What he is goes to his power, goes to his ability. What God is, is, I mean, the answer to that question is the answer to everything. That's something I want to dive into at some point. Um, it, it's, I had a conversation conversation with my brother about it the other night, um, and, and I had a bunch of notes typed from that that I was going to talk about in the podcast, but really, it's just not the time for it. But really, if you want to start thinking about that with me, send me your ideas or thoughts about that. If you want to come on the show and talk about it, that'd be great. Or just send me your thoughts, and, and I'll talk about it on the, on the podcast. But um, what is God? I don't think it's necessarily something that we could understand or comprehend right now, but it does get me going in a direction away from, well, this is what I believe just because it's how it was raised and it's what the Bible says, into more of a, I think there's so much more. And, and I've been watching a lot of stuff about space and documentaries and reading stuff, and there's so much we don't know. For as much as we do know about planet Earth, there is so much we don't know about everything else in the universe. And that, to me, says that there's no possible way we could even begin to try to understand or know who or what God is. Because we know so little about just life in general. I think that we and I think that people who wrote the Bible have done the best they could with what they had. And so I don't think that there's anything necessarily wrong in the Bible, but I do believe that there is, there's got to be something missing. There has to be. Um, if you're interested in any of that type of stuff, there's um, Carl Sagan, if you've never heard of him, they basically, they launched a, a, like a time capsule basically or something into space and hoping that it would land somewhere where there was intelligent life. And this something that was launched out into space would tell this other intelligent life who we are. And that got my brain going. Because <laughs> as soon as I saw that, I'm like, well, what did we send them? Because I think that who we are and what we are as a species is another very important thing to, to understand, or at least to have a curiosity about, right? And so, and I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes <clears throat> excuse me, I'll put the link in the show notes to, to what I'm looking at right here. This is from NASA. Uh, the Voyager um, is, is what went out there. And, and there was something called the Golden Record. And that's what this is. This is the, these are pictures placed on a phonograph where um, Voyager 1 and 2 spacecraft sent this, to carry the, the, these out into space. Um, there's everything in here. And just looking at the, the start of the images to where they in, kind of end up, the first image being a circle, just a circle. And you start thinking about what is geometry? What does that circle and that line say about how we as humans think and see and perceive things? Perception. There's some mathematical equations where there's a single dot equals one. And then two dots equals two. There's th look, things that look like wavelengths and um, equations, the color spectrum, a picture of the moon with the craters all over it, 
pictures that we've taken of different planets. Uh, there's a picture of the Earth. Uh, there's DNA. There's chemical uh, symbols. And and the things that really struck me and kind of started this whole, um, my notes for this this episode, is a picture of a fetus. Then there's a picture of, obviously it's almost like an ink blot, but it's just a, a picture of a man walking, almost looks like hand in hand, with a picture of a female, and in, in the stomach region of the female is a whited out space with a fetus represented there, a baby. And then the next picture is a mother breastfeeding. And the next picture is somebody standing next to somebody sitting next to somebody kind of sitting sideways with their legs out to the side, showing just, I, I guess, you know, how we, how, how do our bodies work with our joints and all, and all of that. There's a picture of an island. There's a picture of somebody crouching, looking like they're about to throw a spear at an antelope. Uh, there's a picture of some Olympic runners, uh, a kid being helped by an adult in school. Um, people eating and drinking, uh, licking an ice cream cone, somebody with their hand over an x-ray machine. You can see the x-ray, their, their bones, their skeleton, cars on a highway, uh, an astronaut floating in space, a plane taking off, um, a shuttle launching, and then here it looks like a cello or violin, some string instrument with music notes. And so all these things, I'm like, this is what it means to be a human being as a species. This is who we are. And, and it, I've never, I guess, really thought about humanity at such a basic level. So now taking that more personal, personal identity, what, what could you send to a completely different species of being? Maybe human doesn't even apply to what this intelligent life form is. And how would you tell them what you are, who you are? How do you interact with other people of the same species? And it gets your brain going because you start realizing that there's a lot of things that we use to identify ourselves today, how we vote, how we live, how we worship, if we worship, what kind of a job we have, what's our career, what, what did you major in college, are you vegan, do you, do you like to eat meat? Um, do you like Mexican food? Do you eat pizza five times a week like me? Uh, so there's so many ways that we define ourselves that really have absolutely nothing to do with who we are. And so I leave you with this. Know who you are. Know what you are. And almost more importantly, know what you are not. You've heard the phrase, believe in something or you will surely fall for anything. I have been shocked in the past year and a half to two years, to see some of the people I considered people of deep faith and to watch them, to have heard them say and, and to that they believe in the things that I believe in, that we are conquerors, we are more than conquerors in Christ. We are the victor. We have Through Christ, we've already won the war. We shouldn't be af afraid of anything. And to watch those same people cower in fear before COVID and allow it and not, not even COVID itself. COVID is neutral. It is what it is. It's a virus. It just wants to survive. Because of COVID, with COVID as the justification, governments and powers in this world 
using it to completely alter our lives. And for what? For nothing. For this insane idea that safety and being free from harm is some sort of given to us as Americans. Because again, if your identity is in America, your identity is in this life of luxury. We are all kings and queens out here. That's not how it is for the rest of the world. That's not how it's been for humans through much of history. That's the last 200 years of human history. All this upheaval in the world mostly caused by shifts in technology and the capabilities of technology. It has me looking at things from a much more primitive mindset. Um, Are humans built physically for safety? Evolutionary speaking, we're created to run, to hunt, to jump, to fight, to fight to protect our own, to seek peace where it can be found, but to meet violence with even greater violence, to be the victor if violence has to be had. And what I really take from that more than anything is protecting our own, protecting the unborn because it's necessary for the survival of the species. We have such luxury now, we've grown to such numbers where life as an individual life is not appreciated as such. It's an inconvenience. We really are the meme of the two dogs. If you've ever seen it, I'm sure you have if you're on social media, but on the left, there's the dog that's got, that's just ripped. He's jacked. He's got biceps and pecs and abs, and he's just this massive specimen of a dog. And, it, and it's, you know, primitive dogs who hunted with their masters and uh, killed and ate and all of this stuff. And then the other side is this dog, like almost looks like his butt is scooting across the carpet. And it's, if my owner changes my food, I get diarrhea. And it, that's really, we are the meme of the two dogs. We used to be great. We used to tackle life from this survival mindset of today, I'm going to live. No matter what nature throws at me, I'm going to live and I'm going to protect my family and my tribe. Now we cower at the slightest inconvenience. Now it kind of rains outside and it's like, you know, you know what? I'm not going to risk it. Uh, we're just going to eat at home or, or whatever. Um, we cower. We used to, to be united by just hum- our shared humanity. And now we push even the, the, those closest to us, our own family members away for some myth called safety and in hopes of, of just just inching out a few more years in our life. We have forgotten how short and how meaningless this life is when compared to eternity. So again, back to identity. Are you a human being or are you a human physical shell with a, an eternal spirit on the inside? Because peace on earth comes from knowing your identity, knowing what you are. You are a spiritual being and you have an an eternity waiting for you. And this life is just the first breath of that eternity. So don't, don't, and and, and again, I I usually clarify more about this, but I'm, all these notes I type, I'm typing them to myself and I'm just sharing them with you. So hopefully maybe you, you can take something out of it. I'm not preaching to you. I'm not judging you or anything like that. I'm not judging people who've gotten vaccinated or didn't get vaccinated or who 
said, you know, no Christmas because you're not vaccinated. There's no judgment. We are all really in a struggle of survival on some level. And and part of being in a pandemic and having a virus going around that has killed thousands and thousands and, and I think over a million people globally now, there is fear there. I get it. I'm not negating that or saying it doesn't exist. But when we're afraid, we have to think back to why are we afraid and what are we going to allow that fear to do to us? What are we going to miss out on? What are we going to lose because of the fear? My only caution is just don't be so hasty to cling to the joys and pleasures of this life. If this world isn't pushing you away, isn't trying to cancel you, isn't trying to silence you, are you even a threat? Are you even a threat to those who would take freedoms away right now? To the people like the governor Arnold Schwarzenegger saying, screw your freedom. Are you a threat to those people? I, I want to be a threat to those people. I want to be a threat to the people who would say, you know, I know you want to be free, but we got a pandemic going on. Just get vaxxed, y'all. No. No. I am not afraid. Y'all can send me stories of people dying, babies dying, all you want. But I'm, I refuse to be afraid. I refuse to respond to what is happening in the world out of fear. And when I think about what I want for my own life, you know, wanting kids, all those things, I th- I, it, it does make me afraid. Because what kind of a world is my, my child going to grow up in? my children. And at, at having an identity as a spiritual being, being the spiritual leader of my household, I never, ever want to invoke or foster or encourage a spirit of fear. Not to a government, not to a, a virus, not to a vaccine not afraid of any of that. But I I do want to encourage knowing who you are and backing up who you are and saying, this is who I am out of choice and I'm choosing this identity because and having the courage to question authority, that's where I see value and that's where I see true freedom. And so if it seems like I've been rambling a little bit, I have. Um, I've just been kind of just uh, shooting the breeze with y'all a little bit here. I, there, There's so much I'm not sure of. There's so much I'm not confident about. And there's so many decisions I feel like I need to make that I don't know what the right decision is. And so I'm constantly reminding myself, chill, <laughs> breathe, it's going to be all right. Um, and number one, don't be afraid. And I, I refuse to live my life making decisions out of fear. And the only reason I think that that is such a, 
an important thing is, you know, I'm not, I'm not some self-important person who is seeing, well, this is how I live my life. And, uh, just because I think it's the correct way to live and you all should aspire to be more like me. Like, that's not what I'm doing here. What I'm doing is I am not afraid and I live a life free of fear. And I have a friend circle full of people who don't live in fear. And we're happy and we get to do things together and we get to party and we get to go out and eat and, and have fun and, and just live our lives. And that's great, but only in contrast to how I see other people living their lives, cowering in fear, wearing their, making sure their mask is on because this piece of cloth that has already been proven to do absolutely nothing is somehow their savior. And beyond that, not just being afraid in their own homes, but now outsourcing that fear and encouraging other people to be just as afraid as they are. It is a fear mindset. And when people are afraid they're not making the right decisions, the first thing they do is they try to find other people out there who are making the same decisions, not better decisions, but the same decisions to justify their own fear. Well, they're doing it too, so... I must be okay. Instead of taking a step back and really thinking, am I doing what I'm supposed to do? Am I doing what sits well with my spirit? Anyways, that's, that's where I'll leave y'all. Um, not really a challenge or anything, not even a really cohesive message, just a bunch of rambling. But ultimately, the, the, the message is, in order to be free, you need to know who you are. You need to have an identity. And that identity can be decided by nobody but yourself. Between you and God, that's it. And you're either at peace with that identity or, or you're not. And, and no, no amount of vaccines or masks or government mandates or anything is ever going to, um, to make you feel at peace unless you are hoping that a government solves the problem, hoping that a mandate that if only these people over here would just do what we're telling them to do, you can pursue that till kingdom come. But as, as I heard my pastor say one time, you can run from your problems your entire life. But as soon as you stop running, there you are, and there's your problem right next to you. It doesn't go away just because you run from it. If you got a, a fear of a virus, other people making decisions that you agree with does nothing for that spirit of fear that you've allowed to infiltrate your life and infest your life like a, like a virus. Like a leech sapping on your spiritual energy. Anyways, I'm just rambling. <laughs> um, I hope you guys um, appreciate these messages. Um, if you got ideas or, or agreements or disagreements or things, I, I encourage you, as I always do, to to send them to me. If you're on Instagram, I'm at Friday underscore Detox. Personally, I'm at B Esparza seventeen eighty seven. Facebook, I don't I don't really do a whole lot of conversing on there. It's more for business, but um, on Facebook, it's the Friday Detox podcast. And then uh, email info at crossandmusket.com. And uh, let me know what you're thinking. I, 
I, I, I kind of am hoping for people to say, hey, dude, you need to chill. Like, you're just, you're taking this too far. You're getting all wrapped up in your head or whatever. I don't think that's the case, but um, I like hearing from other voices of reason. I, I try to, to see myself as a voice of reason, as a voice of calm. And uh, I think our, our world needs more voices of calm. Not voices that agree with me, but just calm, rational voices. Uh, so if you see yourself as that, um, and you got an opinion or, or something you think I should know, definitely reach out. Let me know. And uh, that being said, uh, wife and I are, COVID is behind us finally. And uh, we're done with it. I'm done with it. I've been done with it. But uh, I'll be back now doing the podcast regularly again after taking a few weeks off there. But uh, keep tuning in. If you haven't yet, uh, please uh, review the podcast on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music. Leave us the reviews. Uh, find us on Instagram at Friday underscore Detox and let us know what you think. Other than that, be kind to each other. Um, know who you are. Know who you're not. And uh, always, always, always seek peace first. Seek peace and love. Uh, that's the only thing that, that we can use to fight against authoritarianism is peace and love and with that i will see you hopefully on friday for your friday detox uh have a great week guys